I take Flintstone vitamins still. And that, I really don't. That, you're looking at me like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's, maybe I should start looking into that. No, don't. <laughs> they taste great. Do they? I haven't had a Flintstone vitamin in years, but they still look the same, right? I imagine that it's probably still the same formula. As long as things still look the same, that's fine. You can add, you could add and subtract anything you want out of it, as long as it looks the same to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not true, because I'm a big cereal eater. I love cereal, and they've... They've just turned that into just crap. Nothing tastes the same. All the, the bad stuff is taken out, and it's just worthless now. So I can't enjoy Cocoa Puffs anymore. So they're not the same Cocoa Puffs as when you were a kid? No, absolutely not. No. no. I know this is a conspiracy. <laughs> You're looking at me like, this guy's... Hmm. Let's go down that road. And what do you think they're doing to your Cocoa Puffs? Um, look, everyone just wants to be healthier, and it's just the most, it's the most horrible thing in the world. I want my trashy Cocoa Puffs. It's Cocoa Puffs. You know what you're getting? Cocoa Puffs. It's not carrot puffs, right? So it's I like scotch. My, very, yeah. very clear what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. So let me eat crap. I want my trashy Cocoa Puffs might be the episode title that we go with today. <laughs> I, I, uh, that, just, that just rings there. On that note, Welcome to BitFaced. <laughs> One of the best things about doing this and doing this podcast is all the really awesome people that we get to meet. Through one of our good friends, Daniel Crozier, I'm sitting here with writer and animator Michael T. Scott. He is a part of the Denver Nickel and Dime Animation Extravaganza coming up here the next weekend. So this weekend after you hear this episode uh, is when the extravaganza is going to happen. Him and I have been talking over text for about two weeks now. Uh, I have a feeling you're really going to enjoy the conversation we have today. So welcome to the Bit Cave or the office, Michael T. Scott. That's true. Wow, this is incredible. I didn't put that together. That's Maybe that's why I try to avoid office buildings. You have to hear that often, though, correct? Well, yeah. But, I, then, I, but then I correct people and say, uh, it's not the office. It's uh, former Houston Astros pitcher Mike Scott is what I most relate to. So okay. Nobody knows him. but You're he, digging deep. Well, that's <laughs> it. He had his time. Come on. You know, that was 30 years ago, but hey. Tell us a little bit about this expo. Uh, so the idea of it um, came about because, I mean, I've only been here for five and a half years in Denver, not on the planet. Um, that would be incredible. Uh, but I've been here for five and a half years, and in that time, I noticed there's, uh, they, they do have animation festivals or locally um but it's uh but there was nothing international to them it was mostly locals or they were shows that were coming through town and not specifically for the area and um so i just had a few friends say to me well why don't you just do one of your own because i just wasn't impressed with what was going on why don't you do one of your own i I don't i don't know how to what would i do i have no clue how Absolutely no idea. So then I sat and thought about it. And I'm like, well, why not do one of my own? Um, And then I thought about how I would do it. And I gave myself a year to finish this thing. So from January 1st of 2016 to January 1st of 2017, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to start then and I'll have it ended then. I ended on January 2nd. Uh, I'm a failure. Uh, So, but, um, but the idea was um, to bring, you know, uh, international independent animation to a broader audience that doesn't normally get to see it and that was that's how it came about then the other thing was well festivals usually have guests and i don't have any money and i can't fly anybody out here how am i going to do this so i had the idea of well uh 
I could take one, since I do little animated shorts myself, there's a character that I have that's based off um, a former boss of mine, and he's very random and goofy and silly. It makes, it makes no sense to anybody outside of that inside joke. <clears throat> and I thought, well, he could be a host of this, and we could still show all the shorts, but he could host it, and I can't fly guests in, but maybe I could Skype them into uh, an interview with the character, and I could pre-record this thing and you know edit it and make it look like they're being interviewed by this goofy, stupid character. And I'm like, well, let's see if that'll work. So I approached some of my friends in animation first, and was like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Um, would you want to be part of it? And it was very abstract, and they didn't know what was going on, but they agreed, and we sat, we would sit down on Skype and talk for like an hour and a half, and um, then I'd have to edit that down to a conversation with the character. So then once I started getting those interviews, uh, I could go to other people that they knew or um, other connections that I may have had, and I actually had something to show, like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'd want you to do. Would you be up for it? And I was surprised at the amount of yeses that I got from legitimate uh, <laughs> animators out there. Um, and the one thing I told them is during these interviews, uh, we're going to learn absolutely nothing about animation, nothing about the process, um, nothing about you. And it's just going to be, uh, we're just, I just want to show your face. I want people to know a personality, who you are, and then I want them to see your work. So put a face to the, to the work and everybody was like, this is a great idea. I love it. Let's do it. So, um, so after, you know, a year of doing that, um, it all kind of finished up at the beginning of this year in January, 2017, if you're listening to this in another year. Um, and I was, again, I was very surprised that, oh my God, this, I can't believe this is finished and done. So it was supposed to be an hour and a half long program originally, but I had so many people that said yes to it that I wanted in it and so much great work that I wanted in it that if they didn't contact me or reply to me the first time I contacted them and they'd contact me months later, Oh, I didn't get this email till, uh, but I still want my, yes, I would love to have my work. And I, I sat there and went, son of a bitch. Now I gotta, now I gotta expand this thing. So it went from like an hour and a half and the program's two and a half hours, uh, has a 15 minute intermission. So it's like two hours and 45 minutes. So, so yeah, and that, and that's how it all came about was just this idea of, well, I'm unhappy with what's being shown here. How would I expand on that? That was the, the seed of it. Yeah. And now there's a thing. Now this character that you do is yeah. this a is this a voice is are you are you yeah. the character Yeah 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 uh, his name's Bear C. Rogers he's based off a former boss of mine he's completely in his own world and he's very happy with that um, he's one of those I, I'm a big fan of of characters that are the, the crazy rich boss and I uh, I don't know if he's rich so much but he's he's well off um, and I worked for one of those guys, and I, it could, he was a great guy. He was just in his—he was wasn't a bad person, just in his own head. In his own, I call him a mental Mr. Magoo, <laughs> where Mr. Magoo was, uh, you know, physically, visibly, his, his eyes—he—they didn't work very well, and so he made this world up around him of what he thought was going on. Um, the character's name is Bearver. Uh, part bear, part ver, as he describes. He's, he's a bear beaver, um, uh, but it doesn't matter. He's just like a buck tooth bear. Um, and uh, where was I? And <laughs> he's he has this idea of what's going on. He can see fine. He sees everything, but he has his own interpretation mentally of what's going on around him. So yeah. And he he hosts it, and then there's a character in there uh, called Mike, who looks like an Asian rabbit. 
uh, but he has my voice. It's not. It's the only character I've ever done with just my voice, and it's it's that that was pretty much our d- dynamic when I worked for him, though. So he's in that too. Mike is in this too. And you animate all that and do the voices for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I went to school for uh, film and and video and media production, and I never thought about being an animator and uh, or animate. I didn't know anything about it. I still don't. And um, <laughs> you you start learning uh, a program in animation, and and you st- I took a class on one in art school, and um, I start learning the program, and I sat there and went, holy crap, I can I can do everything in this little computer. I don't need a cast. I don't need a crew. I don't need a, a guy. To, I don't have a sound guy. I don't have a lighting guy. I don't. Need, oh my god! I can just wake up naked and walk over to the computer and work on something. I don't need anybody. And I think uh, that appealed to me because <laughs> I'm a control freak. Um, I'm surprised you're not working with DC right now. Why is that? They, they're just, well, I hear bad things about DC. Uh, the joke meant that they're relying, I think, a little too heavily on, on animation, oh, uh, CGI, okay. et cetera. Oh. Well, they're anim- well, not in the big budget films, but they're, well, I stopped watching their um the ones they put direct to video, they were good for a while, and they just kind of lost my interest. They were just kind of just, I don't know. It just the quality didn't seem to be as as good as it used to be with them. You're talking about DC animated studios, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah. I still hold them in a very high regard. Yeah, but but the stuff that they really, it's not bad. It's just not as good as what um, I liked. I think the last one I really liked was the. You correct me on this. My memory is horrible. The it was Frontiers. Was it called Frontier or something? Frontier? New Frontiers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Justice League, that. correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I thought it was good. And I loved the animated series of Justice League. Um, and that was on Netflix for a while. Now it's not there, and I don't know what to do with my life. No, that's that's a shame. That That's that's I, coming I back. Oh, it, everything comes back on Netflix. Well, no, no. Like a, like they're doing a new... Um, oh, it's a new version? Bruce Tim and Paul Dini are doing a oh, new good. Justice League cartoon. And you're probably referring to either... I think it was Justice League, and mm-hmm. then it was Justice League Unlimited. Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Both were were yeah. excellent, I yeah. thought. And it all started with that an- Batman animated series. And the Superman one was great, too. I enjoyed all that. That was, you know. But, you know, things get to not be the same anymore. <laughs> when, you know, I don't know. It's because they released that. I'm not on top of these things, but you guys know. They released that, uh, was it Batman and Harley Quinn thing recently? I haven't seen it. And I hear, eh. And then I heard the same thing about the killing joke. It was, eh. So. I I kind of just all right. I'll sit back and when somebody reports something to me that this is oh my god it's back and they're better than ever. All right, I'll start watching these again. But yeah, the Killing Joke I thought fell a little flat. They took liberties with the storyline that they didn't have to. I mean, the source yeah. material is so good, but that came right after uh, the Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. which is a two part uh, deal yeah. that they did, and that was fantastic. I saw that. I saw that. You, yes, Peter Weller did the voice of it. Yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah, okay. It's coming back to me. <laughs> the parts of the killing joke that are based on the graphic novel are excellent. Mm-hmm. When Batgirl starts banging Batman, that's when they lost me. <laughs> and for you, but there's a whole audience. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing, I guess. If they want to see, there's plenty of websites you can go see that kind of thing in live action. I guess they didn't need to put that in a, that, anyway. Yeah, it's rule 34. It's what they call that. If you can think it up, there's been a porn created about it. Is that it? I didn't know there was a rule for that. I just know that. 
like I see these things on. I see. I don't know what this fascination is, where you take like Paul McCartney and John. I've seen these, and you take Paul McCartney and John Lennon, and they're in bed together. So I'm like, what? What? What is this? I don't get it. Um, but let it, let it be. Let it. Is, I I wonder if that's the uh, the title of that piece. I don't know. It was just like a one panel thing that I saw. It wasn't a whole. Thank God, it wasn't a whole thing. But, uh, but hey, there was no Yoko in it, so it wasn't that bad. Right? <laughs> It wasn't done in the style of Yoko, uh, though. I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, Where does this all start for you as far as when did you say, you know what, I want to be an animator? I still don't want to be an animator. <laughs> I don't. Li- in fact, uh, so one of the good things about this show, um, there's a, all these shorts, let me just say, all these shorts are very uh, made by very, very talented people. Uh, high-quality animators all throughout the world. And that's one thing I wanted. But there's one in there. His name's Sam Shaw. Um, it's a 54-second short. It's one of the shortest short- There's a 10-second short in here, but this is one of the shortest shorts. It's 54 seconds. And it's done in this great retro 50s style. And I just loved it. And I st- you start... Once you find somebody's work, you start looking at their other work and go, oh, my God, all this stuff is great, this style of... So because I, I don't like anime, even though I do, it's a necessary evil, and it's not the best style in the world. It works. People like what I do, I, and that's great. That's fine. Everybody, you know, uh, there's an audience for everything, um, but I'm always like, well, this could be better. This could look better. If I wasn't doing this, this would look so much better because I never fancied myself as an animator. I can't really draw all that well, but I can write, and that's what I take my pride in is the ideas are good and the writing is good and that needs to that's first um and then if the look of it for me my stuff is kind of south parkian in look i guess people give that a pass if the ideas are good or that look can really add to the humor you know as well but anyways back to sam shaw so i was watching his stuff and i think it's really great so i did a series called um killer whale confessions and all they are is five episodes of just interviews with incarcerated uh, orcas and and they just sit there to, it's it's nothing elaborate they just sit there talking about either being persecuted because they are kill, just because i'm a whale a killer whale uh i'm they, they incarcerate me and that doesn't mean anything you know i'm just it's more you know you know you judge me by the color of my skin you judge me by my species kind of thing right social commentary yes yeah but this is and i did this five or six years ago because I, I say that because I, remember, I can't remember what year this is. So I give myself a year leeway. Um, so I, I, Sam Shaw. So I, I watch his stuff. It's great. I love his style. And I'm like, well, that would be great for this killer whale thing that I did years ago. And um, I, I'm contacted. You know, you, you become friends on Facebook if you want. So I, I messaged him. And we messaged here and there. And then I said, well, would you have time to maybe video chat at some point? And we did a couple of weeks ago, and it was a great conversation. We talked for like two hours. He, he lives in England, so that was, that's always difficult getting that time thing right. What time zone are you in? I don't know what a time zone is, you know, and then you have to figure that out. Um, so we figured it out. We sat and talked. He's in his early 20s, um, and we bonded. Uh, comes back to serial. You'll find that again in this. Um, we bonded over cereal box art from the 50s and 60s because that's really what influences work. And I just pitched the idea. And I'm like, look, I have this killer whale thing. Would you want to animate it? It looks like crap. But I think if you had it, it would look great. And I didn't know. He was 
he was stalking my stuff and he's like, oh my God, I love your work. Yes, I'll do anything and I'll do it for free and let's work on this. I was like, oh my God, really? All right, well, so I sent him all the audio files. I said, just, it's your thing. You do what you want to do. I'm not going to dictate to you how it's going to look. I may tell you ideas that I think should be in it, but you know, there's a reason that I like your work and you know, if you want a piece of audio to just screw with and have at it, um, so I'm more comfortable with somebody else taking an idea and animating than me. Um, cause I'm not very, my stuff is very flat. It's like I said, it's kind of South Park is flat. That's what my stuff is. So I never really, and I still don't think of myself as an animator, but that was the idea is, um, having other people do it and I could write it and, and, and or direct it would be perfect. So that's where I'm most comfortable at is just sitting and writing and, uh, whittling and knitting. How long have you been writing for? <laughs> a long time. Um, I used to, in, back in middle school and high school, I would make these audio tapes for my friends. And they just have, would have, it, it's hard to describe. They were like, whatever would fit on a Maxell cassette, like an hour and a half or two hours or whatever it would be, I'd make a show and um, I'd write sketches or characters and things like that um and and then put in some music songs that i liked or whatever and i did and i make copies and pass them off to my friends and they loved that stuff this was like i said middle school high school um so that was again what year is this that we'll say 25 years ago 20 between 23 and 25 years ago um yeah i don't i see a plaque on the wall says 2017 so i know it's at least that uh so that's good um so yeah, I've been writing for a long. That's where I started doing, it. and then I started writing comedic essays and humor. I never did stand up. I liked the idea of it, but then I was like, oh, I got to remember crap, and I can't do that. So, um, it wasn't the idea of getting up on a stage with a mic. That doesn't bother me. It's the oh crap, I got to remember things. Uh, so I just started writing essays, and then I had the idea of making sketches. That's what I went to school for. Was I was going to make live action comedy sketches, you know, just three four minute bits. And then that went into the animation thing when I stumbled onto, oh, God, like I said, I could do this on my own. And that's how that came to be. So that, that was the progression of it. Yeah. So it seems like you got your hand in a lot of this. You mentioned improv earlier that you did yeah. in Atlanta, correct? Yeah. What, yeah. what group were you with? Uh, Dad's Garage. Well, I wasn't with, but I, was, I took some classes at Dad's Garage years and years and years ago. Very and, familiar with Dad's Garage. Yeah. And then after I left there five, uh, at that area five years ago, as soon as I left... They made an announcement, Fred Willard's coming here. I was like, son of a bitch, as soon as I leave, you guys get somebody that I really would love to meet and talk with. But, oh, well, that's how it goes. Okay. So, you know. And what brought you out to, to Colorado? Oh, my God. Uh, how do I do a condensed version of this? Um, it, was, it was one of those whatever was left for me in Tennessee, because I was there mostly for family. And... In one year, in 2011, I was raised by my grandparents. And in, in 2011, my grandfather passed away in March. My, I lost my job in July. I got laid off from... I was doing animation for the Department of Education. Uh, lost that job in July. And then my grandmother died in December of that year. And um, I just was miserable. I never liked the South anyway. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be... <laughs> <laughs> not my place, not for me, um, not my way of thinking. Um, and I just woke up and I was miserable. I said, well, how am I going to change this? And 
I had bought their house before they had passed away. And I'm like, well, if I sell the house for X amount, what would that leave me? And I saw, like, oh, okay. Um, where would I go? And I'd never been to Colorado ever. And I'm like, oh, out west sounds nice. I've been up north. Um, I've been now down south. I've never lived closer to the west. I wouldn't go to California. I'm like, Colorado's good enough. And it's close alphabetically to California. So I could do that. Um, <laughs> and that's pretty much how it went. The house was on the market for 10 days. It sold and I was gone. I sold everything in the house and just came out here not knowing anybody. And that was it. It was just like a, cha- a change of life thing. And it's a good thing you like cereal because I'm assuming you had to move into a cereal box. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes. It's... Um, doesn't smell as good as one though, uh, it, and it's not as quiet as one either. But it, we, that's neither here nor there. I, if my walls were insulated with cereal, I think that would help a bit. But uh, anyway, and that's no judgment on you. I just know you sell a house in the south. You come to Colorado, and you're not mm-hmm. going to find anything that's not now. remotely close. Not now. When I moved in 2012, I'll just say this to be polite, if I may. Uh, this isn't the place that I originally moved to, that I thought that I was moving to. I'll just say that. Things have changed quite a bit. And uh, I'll move at some point. I'll just say <laughs> I don't think I'll be here for the rest of my life. I'll probably go back somewhere up northeast or something. I think that's more my attitude. I think I need to be around those kind of people. Was that the, was that the deal with the South? Because I, I said the same thing when I moved out here, that the mentality <laughs> in Colorado, mm-hmm. better or worse, I don't like to get into, mm-hmm. different, though. Yes. Very different. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to say things that if anybody's, whatever, this is just how it is. And uh, this is just the way I view it. So uh, my thing is you want to reduce the amount of stupid in your life. <laughs> oh, my God. I love where this is going on. And, and when I wake up here... I say, son of a bitch. But at least it's not Tennessee. I do that. Um, it's it's a different thinking, and that's right. And everyone has it. So they have their religion down there. Their religion here, I think, is uh, a, a horse. Uh, it's a, a logo on a sports team, and that's their religion here. Um, in 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 the South, it's your typical run of the mill Jesus guy. Um, but here, they like a horse. And they've renamed Sunday Broncos, I've noticed that, um, which is really weird to me. So Sunday, the, your day of religion, they've, they've given it their own name, Broncos. So um, you're not going to get stupid out of your life. There's absolutely no way. But coming here, I, I, I greatly reduced the amount of stupid. Um, and I'd like to try maybe somewhere else. I'll see if I can make that more successful. But at least it's not Tennessee. You got that going for you, everybody. <laughs> what don't you like about here? Oh, God. Because I, I love it here. I, a lot of people do, and I'm not going to knock it. A lot of people love it. That's good. Enjoy. I just uh, – there's a lot of things I don't like about here. Yeah. Uh, what Doug alluded to, the real estate here is awful. Right. Compared to uh, compared to Georgia. The food here sucks compared to the South. Yes, and the other thing about the food here, it's funny – because uh, everyone thinks they know food here. They think they know it, and they really don't. Um, they think if they go to an Ethiopian restaurant that they're cultured and they know food, they, they don't. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, I, I say this to my friends that don't live here. 
even the fat people here tell you how to eat, how to eat healthy. Um, and I just, okay, thanks. You know eating bananas for you is bad. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. You know, um, monkeys for years, d- centuries have been dropping dead because of bananas. And we should follow their lead, obviously. But, yeah, so that's the thing. It's, it's, it's the place is fine. The, the, obviously, the area is beautiful. You cannot deny the beauty here. But for me, it's always the people make, up a, make the place. And it's just, you know, it's just the, the mentality I'm, I don't fit in with. And that's okay. You know, it's just not, not my thing. That's all right. At the festival, are most of the animators international from other states? Do you have some people from Denver here? One animator is a friend of mine. I, I thought he, you know, I think everybody has this idea that whatever you create isn't good enough, um, no matter what it is. And I think his work is really good, and I, I, he's local, so I, but I didn't have a problem putting his work in there because I thought it matched up with anything in there. And I'm like, you, and he's in it. He's in the, 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 the he makes an appearance in here too. Um, he's the only one from Colorado. He was in Colorado Springs and now he moved to Denver just very recently. So he's in it and he deserves to be in it. And um, I hope he's, I know every, the, the couple times he's seen the show, he's been very happy with it. And, um, and I just tell him, your, your work belongs on the screen with everybody, anybody else's in that show. So, But yeah, but everybody else is, um, I'm pretty, I didn't have any, the only criteria I had when selecting work for this was, was it good? I didn't look at gender. I didn't look at location. I didn't look at race. I didn't, nothing. Just, is it good? And what I was surprised to find after I, you know, okay, these are the, the shorts that I would like to show. And you start doing your, okay, who made this and who made this and where are they at? And you start looking at it and you're like, oh, my God. I was pretty proud of the fact that it's a good, really great, I don't want to say 50-50 mix, maybe 55-45 or something. But it's very close to being um, not just, you know, North America, but there's, you know, a sh- there's shorts from France, uh, Belgium, Brazil, um, Israel, uh, the U.K., uh, gosh, Hungary. Germany, on and on and on. So I was, uh, oh my God, this is great. I I didn't know that I picked such a diverse, you know, as far as location went. And then I started looking at the names and it was another great mix of female and male. I was like, oh my God, this is good. So I think that's another thing that people do is when you're making something, you're, you're, I, their hearts are in the right place. But the when when you're like, well, there needs to be more diversity and things like that, that's, that's wonderful. But I don't care who you are or what color you are or where you've been hatched from. Um, your work needs to be good. That's all there is to it. That should just be the, the, the standard. Um, so I was pretty, pretty pleased with the diversity that's in here and from all the location where it's from. The other thing, by the way, is so we're, we're talking about location and, and the people. One of the things I, I wanted to do was not put a lot of – 3d in this because when people think 3d i mean animation these days they think well minions or um pixar or you know whoever's sony whatever um and that's their idea of animation i was like well i want to show more work that seems like it was made by people like there's hands were involved in this and um so there's only one short that's completely 3d animated there's one that's mixed media uh that's uh, an origami squirrel 
Uh, he's digital. He's 3D. And the world around him is 2D. That one's the crowd favorite. It's narrated by George Takei. Um, and everyone, that's like the crowd. <laughs> it's so well done. Uh, but everything else in there is 2D animated uh, in some form or another. Or stop motion. Um, I just wanted to get a really, not only the, 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 the creators a nice mix of them, but also the look of things. Like animation is this and animation is that. And it's not just one, what you're used to, one look. Where do you start to even find these things <laughs> there's this thing called the internet well um, of course there's <laughs> and that's that was it uh, i just started on the internet you go to vimeo and you just start kicking around and and the other thing is like i said i have friends in animation and i asked them to suggest like who do you think is good that that you would want their work to be exposed a little bit and so i'd have friends that just send me an email of list of names and links to their stuff so that's that was it was a combination of kind of creeping around online and um that's you know that's that other thing of it's who you know kind of deal so yeah so that's how it and that and that was the easy part because there's so much animation out there and you go down these great rabbit holes you know <laughs> um none of them frightened me which i was surprised you know <laughs> that i'm surprised too because <laughs> When I think animation, it goes in a, in a different direction, right. and it doesn't always end up in a good place. Anything these days, you could type in Kleenex tissues, and you say, oh, my God, what did I do? Oh, cra- okay, I got to take a shower. I got to wash my eyes out. What did I do? Um, I mean, anything. But, yeah, I was surprised. I wasn't – I mean, there's a couple of things that you find that you're just like, all right, well, you keep at it. And that's nice. Uh, but, but nothing that scarred me that I looked at and was like, oh, God, what did I do? This is out there? Holy crap. I'm just picturing you sitting there eating Cocoa Puffs, watching cartoons all day. My eyes bugged out from a, a Cocoa High because uh, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Is cartoons, um, is that uh, is that an, a bad word? Is that a pejorative? You know, I don't even know I because um, you don't know anymore because it's – I like saying <laughs> – I don't want to be politically correct about what what this a medium is, right? Please, please don't be. It's, well, I'm not, I'm just, but I, it's ridiculous. It's kind of weird that some people call them cartoons, and then you have, well, this is an animated feature, you know, and then that's a cartoon. You know, there's two different things, but I don't get offended if you call them either. I prefer to call, in my mind, like these are animated shorts and not cartoons, because cartoons kind of gives this idea of, um, for children, I think, I don't know, I but I don't get offended at any of it. But I, I guess in my own mind, if I had to use a term for something of a higher standard, oh, that's an animated this or, but um, like what I watch today, it's funny. Okay, so I watch on Saturday. I'll give you an idea. Saturday mornings, I get up, I go on YouTube. Some wonderful soul has uploaded all the Count Duckula episodes. I don't know if you remember Count Duckula. Absolutely. Okay, I love watching an episode of Count Duckula every Saturday morning. <laughs> I, on DVD, I have the, I say complete series, like it's a, you know, like it's a whole run of seasons. <laughs> I have the complete run of the Ed Grimley cartoon, which was 13 episodes. So oh, you, my God. In one sitting, you can go through that. Um, and then I have on DVD the, old, the Mighty Mouse, the new adventures of Mighty Mouse. So on Saturday morning, that's what I'll do. I'll pop in. I'll watch the Camp Duckula on YouTube, something else on Netflix, something on Hulu, and then I'll pop in a couple of DVDs. And I'm like, all right, well, that – but none of those do I sit there and think, um, well, these are, these are animated opuses or anything like that. They're cartoons, you know, um, and that's, that's great. Even though 
especially in Duckley, the animation is just gorgeous in that uh, that project. But anyway, um, so yeah, I don't know what the proper term is. Feel free to use whatever you want. Don't don't feel uh, constrained. It worked in that joke. Serial that's, cartoons. That's, <laughs> My next oh, question I was going to be, uh, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's, <laughs> that's where I was headed with that. I want to be a real live boy. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I want to be. That's a good. I, that's a good question, and I, I'll have to, I'll have to think about that and cry a lot, and then get back to you. Well, in the spirit of making everything old, new again, uh, <laughs> when you were talking earlier about your, uh, your project with. It's uh, Bearver. Is that his name? Am I saying mm. that right? Yeah, it's Bearver. I'm picturing Space Ghost Coast to Coast, <laughs> Bearver team up. Wouldn't that That's be what that I would? want. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be a cartoon that would get absolutely nothing done um, for, on any level. <laughs> it would accomplish nothing creatively or uh, satisfaction for the audience, I think. But hey, you and I would enjoy it, I guess. That's I'm sure maybe a dozen other people might too. Well, I can. We'll see. Well, let's make a call. Bring back Space Ghost. We can. We can do this. He needs to come back anyway. That was a great. Uh, I don't know why they don't even do like, you know, five episodes a year or something of it still. But who am I? What do I know? The kids love uh, the Family Guy and the uh, cat. Was it the chicken? Robot chicken. They love cutaway gags. Yeah, they, I know they. They absolutely do, and I think. Uh, when cartoons transitioned from Saturday mornings, which I guess they don't even exist anymore. No. And they have been Barely. gone for a while. Now it's all Adult Swim. Yeah. And and things like that. What do you think about that that transition? Uh, well, it's a shame. You know, I, as far as like Saturday morning cartoons getting up and having kids watch it, it it's... It's one of those. It's a nice romantic idea that we had from our childhood. It was something we did, and that's what you enjoyed, and it is great. But now there's 24 hours of you have five channels or or whatever it is that has cartoons all the time. So it's kind of I, I don't want the, the it's a wrong word. It's devalued. The, it's made it less special to watch animation on a Saturday morning. I can watch it any time I want. Um, that, and it's not a bad thing. It's just you know, and the internet you could just pop. You know, like I said, I punched in Count Ducula. There it is. I can watch it now. I don't have to wait for a specific time. Um, so it's a nice romantic idea to sit down with your bowl of cereal on a Saturday morning and being a kid and not doing anything till about noon when one of those, um, what is it, the weekend special comes on or CBS Storybook. And you're like, oh, I don't want to watch this crap. This is Soul Train was my cutoff. Oh, Soul Train was the cutoff. That's when I would go outside. As yep. soon as I hear people all over the world, <laughs> outside. For me, it was Barry Manilow and Bandstand. Um, so that was the cutoff point. Um, so it's, it, well, so you don't have that anymore. And that's fine because kids can watch whenever they want and they can watch whatever they want, whenever they want. Um for the people that grew up on it, now they have things like Adult Swim, and and that's fine. I don't. I haven't watched Adult Swim in a long time. Um, I when was the last time I watched it? I was watching it when it, it was dying off for me with Squidbillies. I enjoyed a, a couple episodes. The thing about Adult Swim is this. That, I mean, this is just again my opinion. Don't get pissed. Um, Adult Swim has this thing of I'm not a big fan of if you've seen one, you've seen them all. Um, so if you've seen like an episode or two of Squidbillies, you're like, it's good. And then you see the third or fourth, and you're like, okay, I get it. What else is there happening here? It's, a, it's just the same gag over and over again. And okay, that's fine. But um, 
and that's how I feel about a lot of the like what were we talking about Family Guy and Robot Chicken and all that. It's it's not as interesting to me to parodies are fun. They used to be a lot of fun, but now there's such. Uh, I mean, that's all it is. You see online, you just it's not. You can't go online without hitting a. Mario Brothers parody or Pokemon parody or whatever, and I'd prefer uh, people start creating their own original material. And that's another a rule that I had for this was no uh, parody stuff at all it has to be original. Which um, I found another great animator out of the Netherlands. Um, they did a Indiana Jones sort of Saturday morning cartoons. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. I think it was last year, year before last. They released, if Indiana Jones was a Saturday morning cartoon, what the intro would be. So it took them like, it's, it's one guy worked on it, he did it, took him five years. And you, you've not seen this thing? I've not, I no. gotta pass this. It is, it's, it's gorgeous. I can't this, wait. This thing is, I, you watch it and you're like, oh my God, this is just, they put more thought into that than the last film, right? <laughs> um, I believe that. That yeah. wasn't too hard, yeah. Right. But I was like, wow. I would love for this to be in the show, but I, it's you know it's going to break the rule and I'm, whatever. So let me see what else this guy has created. And he's part of an animation team that does these great cartoons. And then after that, it wasn't hard for me to find one that like that this belongs. So if there was um, one that's right after that George Takei one that's popular, it's the one that he did called um, Things You Things You Better Not Mix Up. I think is the title of it, which I'm hardly mixing up the title, but <laughs> Things You Better Not Mix Up. Really great. So good things come out of that. Where you find these things of, yeah, it's a parody thing. It's done really well. It's not schlocky at all. Um, but what else have they done? Go down those rabbit holes, you know, and find out. Um, so that's that. But I digress. Um, so <laughs> that goes down. You go down. I go down these trails, but um, but uh, I I think that's the main problem with something like. I mean, like I said, I haven't watched Adult Swim in a, lot, but a long time, but I think there was a lot of dependency on just random for the sake of being random. Um, again, these are fine ideas in doses and not, well, this is it now. We've got this one thing. It's random for the sake of being random. Let's have 15 shows like that. Uh, no, It makes things just less special if you do it like that. Um, Let's have a show about nothing but parodies, and we're going to make fun of you know Cabbage Patch Kids and Snorks, and what if what if the Thundercats were self-aware? Isn't that funny? Uh, I guess I don't know. I mean, you know, what if He-Man finally figures out he's just wearing a loincloth, and it's kind of homoerotic? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, but you did that a billion times. All these other characters, so there's a an amount to this thing. Um, so that's the only problem I have with the kind of adult swim kind of thing is that's what, and I, I it may have changed since I've last seen it. Cause like I said, I haven't been watching it, but, um, there's just that reliance on, um, one thing. And it's, I mean, it gets, it's in all of entertainment, isn't it? When a sitcom comes along that changes something every, you know, when friends came out, we got to have 18 friends, you know, this is like friends, but in a, on a boat and friends with, what was it? The guys in a pizza place or whatever it was. Um, you get that. And I think that's just, it's no different with animation or music or anything like that. So that's, that's how it is now with animation. Oh, this, this thing is um, different and new, and let's not make that that way anymore. Let's make it old and tired <laughs> quickly. I think, I think too, that, um, and I've never been able to explain this, but there's a reason why 
like Zucker Brothers comedy, mm-hmm. it doesn't work nowadays. Yeah, you, you can't do it anymore. People try to do that, mm-hmm. and I think if the Zucker Brothers came back, they'd be able to do it again. Right. But you don't get Airplane anymore. You don't get the Naked Gun anymore. No. Everything is too quick and too easily digestible. Yeah. They don't invest enough in the jokes. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is, um, like, those movies, you would have a lot of references to other movies and stuff like that. And again, it, and now it's less, it's everywhere. It's just less special doing it. But they did it well in their time, you know. Um, God, I had a brain fart on something, and now I've completely forgot. You went down that Zucker Brothers road. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, everything, comes, I'm sorry. Two things in life for me, you'll learn. Everything comes back to Rocky, and everything comes back to SCTV. So um, SCTV parodies galore on that show that that show was just parodying and crapping all over the world of entertainment at the time of the late 70s early 80s and they did it so well and so great and that's why i can never get tired of watching that um because again that was pretty much and they were doing it better than anybody else and still i can't think of anybody else has done it better than them um Rocky has nothing to do with parody. Uh, Rocky's just, <laughs> things just come back around. You're like, oh, that's right. Like in Rocky too, he did this and that. Um, you'll find that in life. Anybody listening, just look at your own life, examine it, and then say, how does this, uh, how does this mirror any of the Rocky films? And you'll find out. There's seven of them, all right? So you got a lot to choose from, and I guarantee something that's happened to you has happened in a, a Rocky film. Um, anyway, SCTV. Um, parodies like crazy, but they did them so. I mean, there were so. There's so many things that they did in, in a smart way. Um, again, ideas and writing, just really smart stuff. Um, they just had a reunion. I've been looking for the tape, uh, yeah. or, or something on YouTube, and I haven't yeah. been able to find it. Yeah, they did. The, what is it for the um, for Dave Thomas's nephew or something? I think it was. Yeah, something something happened with his mm-hmm. nephew. They brought uh, not only original SC, SCTV cast back together, yeah. but the kids in the hall. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's kind of my SCTV. Oh, is I, it? I love SCTV, but yeah. when I look at like my comedy watershed moment, mm-hmm. it's those episodes of Kids in the Hall. So you that's, like the Canadian sketch comedy, huh? I just. Uh, Parody's great, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, original SNL SCTV is awesome. Yeah, right, I think right. the kids in the hall took it to a different place. Yeah, they and were I still subversive. Don't think mm-hmm. anyone has done anything close to what they've done. Yeah, I, and I'm and I, I'm not a big. Um, I almost said strangers with candy. I'm not a big because they had that brain candy movie. Um, a big kids in the hall, but it's so there are things that I'm uh, the same thing, like kids in the hall or, or uh, Woody Allen or. Um, some some other kind of you watch these things and you notice the quality is there you're like it's just not my thing but son of a bitch i mean the quality is off the charts yeah it's not my thing but i enjoy what i still enjoy watching it even if it's not my thing that's when you know it's good is it's not my thing but man i still want to watch this because this, where are they going with this and what, yeah stranger about uh, uh, the stranger mechanic. <laughs> also amy sedaris fan she's my future wife by the way um i thought that was a great show yeah <laughs> well Anything with Amy Sedaris is great. Um, but yeah, Kids in the Hall. Um, what was... Um, oh my God, I'm having a... a, a Dave Foley. Oh, so Dave Foley. So okay, Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. Again, everything revolves around uh, Rocky, SCTV, but also for me, everything seems to come back to Phil Hartman for some reason. <laughs> but news radio. So um, were you a news radio guy? Did you enjoy that or... 
I did enjoy it. Kind of yeah. like what you said, though. I looked at it. I appreciated it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't exactly my cup of tea. I, yeah. This might be an unpopular opinion. I can't stand Andy Dick. I, I don't want to watch anything with him in it. I don't think that's unpopular. But um, <laughs> That show was so good, though. Despite the fact that Andy Dick was on it, that, that was probably my watershed to compare it to Kids in the Hall. The, the things, the ideas that were coming out of there, and the people, the actors, the comedians. You, you had a great cast on that show. I'm going to kick it back to you because I totally talked over you. No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hartman, though, was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, such a sad day. I was in college in class when someone came up to me and said, you know, Phil yeah. Hartman just died. His wife killed him. Like, wait, what? Yeah, it didn't sound real. It didn't sound real at all. Yeah. And he's someone, I mean, imagine if he was still working today. I do every day. I think about that, actually. Um, there's News radio, that was a live action. It turned into a live action cartoon. Um, so it, it had that Seinfeld because Seinfeld turned into a cartoon as well. Um, that was the night in the mid '90s when you had these. I don't know. You don't get that, do you? Get that? Because I don't watch sitcoms anymore. But I, there's nothing that stands out to me that was like that crazy. If you ever watch news radio again, watch if you watch say season three to five. Um, Bitch cakes. <laughs> you'll find a lot of. I say, give it a couple episodes. My favorite, I, I think it was the third season, where when we had Trump running for president, news radio already did it. They had Jimmy James run for president. Do you remember this episode? I do. And the only reason he ran for president, turns out in the end, is that he just wanted to meet women. That was it. Oh, God. Hold on. I'm hitting my head against the wall because I just, this is a great episode. Oh, I just can't believe how great it was. Anyway, um, Jimmy James ran for. Another great character, Stephen Root. Uh, just anything with Stephen Root, I don't care what it is, I'm there. I will watch anything with Stephen Root. Um, but he was the crazy rich boss who did anything he wanted to, and he did it so well. And Agreed. Yeah. Set the standard for that archetype, I would say. Yeah, anything Stephen Root is just great. But yeah, check out. And then the, the episode, uh, I think it was called Public Domain was the episode, where Phil Hartman was doing all these political songs like Mark in the vein of Mark Russell kind of thing. Um, that's another great, I, I, I say it's another great episode. Like there's only a few to choose from, but I mean, th those are really just crazy, goofy episodes. And I would go with that. Um, if I were to strap you to a chair and make you watch news radio against your will, those would be a couple of the ones. Um, but give it a give it a go again. I'd give I'll give uh, Kids in the Hall a go if you give uh, News Radio a go. All right, deal. Okay, and, and right. I'll even uh, I'll even send you episode <laughs> suggestions, or you can take yeah. it in small bits. I'll, okay. I'll send you my ten favorite skits if okay. you want to start That's there. Absolutely fine. I will do it. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, and I'll I will I will that. certainly watch News Radio. I assume okay. it's available. It was on Crackle. I think it might still be on Crackle because it was a Sony-owned show and Crackle's owned by Sony. So I think they – Crackle's kind of weird. They'll put like a season on and then they'll – after a, a while, they'll put a new season on. Of, so like, hey, here's season two. All right, well, I'll watch that. And then after a few months, where'd season two go? Oh, now it's season three? Oh, okay, thanks. Uh, you know what? I don't know why you just don't put them all on at once, but you own the damn thing. So they do it all in the family too, which kind of pisses me off. But um, yeah, they only had one season of Good Time, so I never found out. Did they get out of the ghetto? <laughs> no. Damn it. No, no, they never did. There were, there were no true good times. 
We'll have to send a shout out to Dave Foley t- for bringing you guys together too. <laughs> yes, that's it. See, Dave Foley's full of quality entertainment. Uh, Dave's had a rough, uh, rough run. Not that I want to end on this today, but Dave, I don't know if you saw his last stand-up special. I did not. No. Dave's ex-wife basically took every dime he oh, had. Oh my god! And um, during the brain candy time of Kids in the Hall, he's yeah. the only one on that movie that doesn't get a writing credit. That's how estranged he was from the kids because they all thought he was an asshole because he was such a fucking drunk all the time. Wow, I didn't know this. Now they're back together now and they're good. In fact, Doug and I saw him. Was it last year? They year came before, here, year yeah. Before last, they came to Denver and and put on a, a, an amazing show. But yeah, Dave, they've had it. They've had it pretty rough. Wow. Well, he I, was the one that saw the most success post kids, and I think news radio was the is the reason for that. None of now Mark is on a big sitcom now. He's on Superstore, which I've never seen. But mm-hmm. yeah, Dave was the one that kind of shot out of that group. And still, I'd say if you ask someone to name a kid in the hall. Dave would be the first one you would name. I had a friend of mine who she was an actress. She's retired the past twelve years or so, and she was there was a, a show, a sitcom that she was going to do, and Dave Foley was going to be her husband in the show. It never happened. They did. I guess they shot a pilot and it never was picked up. But um, uh, I, I guess they were. Uh, uh, less than happy that Dave was. Uh, they all were. Obviously, you're never happy. You go down a road to, oh, we're going to do this thing and have a jobs, and and then you don't. Um, but that's another thing. So uh, yeah, I, had, I I know somebody who actually worked with Dave, so I I should ask her more about how how nice or not nice he was. That's uh, I didn't even think about that. Um, I just you never think about. Pe- I always say this when you tell people you meet a celebrity, and you tell them. They were they were great. They were nice. Usually the response is really, because you always have this idea of they're assholes. You have that standard of oh they're gonna be an asshole, and then when you hear that they're not, they're, oh my god, really? It shouldn't be like that though. <laughs> Just so I don't know. Maybe um, I, I'd like to know. I'm gonna ask. In fact, I'll, I'll talk to her this weekend and see what the hell Dave Foley was all about. Let's get to the bottom of Dave Foley. What do you say? I completely agree with that. You. Doesn't sound right at all. Yeah. But. <laughs> There's your title for the show, by the way. The bottom episode. of Dave Foley. Uh, let's get to the bottom of Dave Foley, or whatever you. The bottom. Yeah, leave it ambiguous. <laughs> Before we uh, we wrap here today, Michael, is there anything else that our listeners need to know about uh, about the expo? Our our listeners are the type of people, especially our local ones, that that love stuff like this. So, what kind what kind of can you tell them to to, to wrap up here today? Oh, I just want to. If if you're into like, let me just rattle off some things that they may know. Uh, so people that are appearing in this. So Bill Plimpton makes an appearance in this uh, for 20 seconds. But he's in it. He was nice enough to be in it. His is narr- his short's narrated by Patton Oswalt. You have George Takei in here narrating. You have Jane Curtin from SNL. She's narrating a little poem in there. Very nice. Um, Graham Annable makes an appearance in this. He's Academy Award nominated from The Box. He co-directed The Box Trolls from Laika. Um, who they you know they made Coraline and Paranorman and all that, um, and then there's another one. Uh, 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 Jake Armstrong just recently uh, he was he did some work for Samurai Jack. Um, he just recently directed a short for Nickelodeon that they just released online. Um, and then the last, uh, the, the, I guess I say the last one, the, there's 15 directors that make appearances. And the other one, Sabrina Catuno, who is working on a show that I've never seen, but I understand it's it's popular and good uh star versus the forces of evil she just recently directed uh an episode of of that so good for her um so there's some really great quality people that make appearances in it and the ones that don't make appearances in it uh 
the the work that's being shown in here is really I'm really proud of of what's what's been selected and and um, I think anybody that's even if you even if you just want to watch uh, parody stuff I would say uh, just come in and watch this <laughs> and see the stuff that the people that make some parody stuff when they when they are not doing parody stuff this is what they create um, wonderful original material that I think. And you'll see all sorts of different styles. So there's there's something for everyone. Come on down. And sure. it sounds like you're definitely an expert in this field. All of this animation was handpicked by you. Yeah. Not an expert, but yeah. I just know what I like. I know what, what you know, I know what, what works, I guess. And anything else people need to know? I know this is next Saturday, correct? It's December 9th. Uh, starts at 7 p.m. We're having, for the first time, uh, this is a fundraiser for the bug, by the way. So all the proceeds will go to benefit the bug theater. Um, the, the neighborhood that they're in right now is going through a bit of a change, and they're having a time of it. So bef- you know, before all these new businesses come in, we're, we're trying to help them keep going. Um, oh, my gosh. I forgot what else I was going to say. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> what, you have, what, what did you say? The, let's go back for a second. Rewind. Ask uh, me again. Yeah, no, just anything people need to know about attending. Uh, you know. Oh, okay. So Yes, now I remember. So the show starts at 7. At 6.30, there's going to be a pre-show. Uh, this is the first time the pre-show. It's all 13 Bearver cartoons. It's a Bearverthon, whether you want it or not. Um, it's meant to, if you know somebody that's a terrorist, stra- we'll, we'll bring them in and we'll strap them to a chair. And we'll have them watch all these cartoons, and it will break them. Um, but it's about a, it's like 26 minutes of. I did 13 Bearver shorts uh, over the years, so we're going to show all those. So you'll give you a good idea of this character before you sit down and watch this thing and go, "What the hell is this all about?" Um, and then from what I understand, we're going to have free pizza. Who doesn't love free pizza? If you need a better reason than that to come down, I don't know what it I, is. I d- so. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, you, you're more than welcome to heckle me if you want. That's fine. And if I owe you money, please don't approach me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Denver Nickel and Dime Animation Extravaganza and Gentrification Rally. Yes. Yeah. And we could add way more adjectives if you want. You gotcha. Know. Yeah. And we'll have the information up on our Facebook page, of course. So any of you local BitFacers, come on out to, come on out to Denver. It sounds like it's going to be a really good time. On that note, we're going to wrap today. Our guest today, uh, the very funny, very talented, even though he doesn't think so himself, writer, not really an animator because he didn't want to be called that, Michael T. Scott, taking over for Tyler today, the chairman of the soundboard. Oh, oh God. Hold on. Oh, Uh-oh. all right. Yeah. <laughs> I had to get one more in before I went. Uh, today, he's going to be uh, Doug F. Lund. I'm Eric G. Hollis, and we are out. Goodbye, everybody.